here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I hope you'll stick with us. You should have a, a pretty good hop in your step right now. Thanks to Brett Kavanaugh on his opening statement and Lindsey Graham. You know, when uh, Dr. Ford was testifying, it was hard to watch cable TV, even our friends. They already gave her a banner to run across the finish line. I've been around too long. I've seen too many hearings. I've actually worked to support the nominations of Robert Bork and Clarence Thomas, and it's not over till it's over, as Yogi Berra used to say. Now, there's a number of problems here. First of all, this entire event is humiliating to the country. The Democrats have dragged us to this point where you have adult United States senators like Shelley Whitehouse from Rhode Island reading from a 1983 high school yearbook asking a nominee to the United States Supreme Court what he meant by this word, what he meant by that word, and so forth and so on. Shelley Whitehouse humiliated himself, but he's too foolish to know it. The Democrats have decided to just keep calling for an FBI investigation. FBI investigation. Well, there's three things about that that are quite obvious at this point. As soon as they found out about Dr. Ford, why didn't they raise it with the committee and ask for an FBI investigation? They're the ones who delayed. Number two, there is no FBI investigation. There's an interview process. And then they, they write down what the people say in what's called a 302. I've seen them myself when I used to be chief of staff at the Department of Justice. They put them in a binder and they give them to the White House. Nobody's charged with anything. They don't put out a report like Bob Mueller wants to put out, condemning people or reaching results or recommendations. They don't, and they never have. And number three, it's interesting to me, that the Democrats, not once did they ask Dr. Ford, when she was testifying, why she, even now, even now, didn't go to the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland and file a complaint. Because the Democrats don't want a real legal criminal process triggered. And in any event, they have no intention of voting for Kavanaugh. They made that abundantly clear. What you have on this committee, particularly in this committee, is some of the most leftist of the Democrats. They come from one-party states, Hirono, Hawaii. You've got uh, Blumenthal from Connecticut. Durbin from Illinois. Feinstein from California. Booker from New Jersey. Coons from Delaware. These are all dark blue states. What's that? 
Kamala Harris from California. And the list goes on. The opening statement by Kavanaugh was heartbreaking, was heart-wrenching. I had tears in my eyes. Absolutely exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. And the comment by Lindsey Graham was incredible. And I'm going to get to these in just a moment. A lot of people have been trashing the prosecutor the Republicans hired to ask questions of Ford. What was her name again? Rachel what? Rachel Mitchell. I will take a different view. I want to congratulate her. She did exactly what needed to be done. Exactly what needed to be done. This is why I believe that in the end, Kavanaugh now will be confirmed. She walked Dr. Ford through various aspects of her allegation. And what amazed me is some of these cable analysts weren't happy with it. It's taking too long. The people aren't going to follow this. The Democrats are there making speeches, and they thought that was wiser because this is all based on emotion and everything. Let me tell you the problem, folks. Let me tell you the problem. I'm sorry to say this, but whether it's on cable TV and even this business, people really think you're stupid. People really don't think you're going to be able to follow these things. You're smarter than broadcasters, including me, whether they're on TV or radio. You have a great sixth sense about things. You've got common sense. Those of you who watched the hearings, you followed everything this prosecutor was doing. She was methodically going down raising questions in a very polite and professional way and showing gaps in Dr. Ford's testimony. Some cases she had absolute recollection, but in most cases she had none. And I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm just saying that's what I saw. So I take exception to some out there. I I thought she did a hell of a job. It was very solid. That was her purpose. That's what she did. That's what she accomplished. And she she had to synthesize, understand, and then use an enormous amount of information in a very short time, and she did. And she found gaps. For instance, Dr. Ford's home, we learn now, was six to eight miles away from the club where the sexual assault allegedly happened. And so the point is, Dr. Ford said she was thrilled to have left the the club to get out of there. Well, you're six to eight miles away. That's where your home is. How did you get home? She doesn't have any recollection whatsoever how she got home. None. I'm just telling you, to me, that's not believable. Who drove you home? We want to talk to that person. Well, I don't know. Did you take a taxi? I don't know. Well, you didn't walk. You were six to eight miles from home. I thought that was revealing. Therapist notes. She went to therapy in 2013, marriage therapy. At no time did she mention Brett Kavanaugh's name in this therapy. At no time whatsoever. 
So the question was, did she provide a transcript or a copy of those notes to the Washington Post? Dr. Ford doesn't remember. Even though they had this big story, she doesn't remember if she provided a physical transcript or was on the phone with them and just summarized it. Really? This only happened a couple months ago. I mean, these are huge events. I'm not even talking about 36 years ago in this instance. This is a couple months ago. You're talking to the Washington Post. You don't remember if you handed them a document as opposed to summarizing over the phone. That didn't seem very credible to me. Dr. Ford's people were saying she cannot come to a hearing on Monday because she fears flying. And she can't get here in enough time from California to Washington, D.C. Well, based on the prosecutor's questioning, Rachel Mitchell, she flies all the time. She flies for work. She flies on vacation. She's been to South and Central America. She's been to Europe. She's been to Hawaii. She flies West Coast, the East Coast and back on work and on vacation. So these raise little issues, don't they? When you take them in the aggregate. I'm just pointing them out. That's what the prosecutor did. She deserves credit for what she did. In addition to the travel, the polygraph. It was very odd. The polygrapher, I guess that's what they call them, was on Shannon Bream's show last night. He said, I asked Dr. Ford two questions. Two questions. Dr. Ford testified that it was a rather long process, much longer than she thought, and they were putting all kinds of things on her body. They put little pressure point things. It's not all over your body. And that the questioner was standing behind her. Fine. So that's odd. Two questions, and it took a long time. It took longer than she thought it would in terms of the questioning. Then she was asked whether there was audio or video recordings. She didn't know, she said, there was so much going on. And at the time, well, virtually all polygraphs are videotaped. But she said, I I don't know. Well, did you see a camera there? Well, maybe he did it off a computer. I'm not sure. Now, this is important because the committee has been asking this question, trying to get copies of it. And apparently they can't. Who paid for the polygraph, she was asked. She said she doesn't know. You don't know who paid for the polygraph? No. That's kind of odd, in my, just my opinion. And there were other questions. But every time there was a break, the analysts who I was watching kept complaining about the methodical, detailed method in which Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor, was going through this as if you and I don't, aren't patient enough to watch. It was they who weren't patient. I even saw the senior judicial analyst trashing all this. I thought he was a lawyer. Well, it's not a courtroom, you know. It doesn't have to be a courtroom. And then, of course, and then, of course, four witnesses who witnessed nothing. One of her best friends. So she never even met Kavanaugh, let alone was at a party. That's the female. The other three 
males say they don't know what she's talking about, that they weren't there either. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day and at the end of her testimony, we still didn't have corroboration. We still didn't have actual witnesses and we still didn't have any evidence. So Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor, going through this process, underscored that and found gaps. Now, I know this doesn't matter to MSNBC. I know this doesn't matter to CNN. I know this doesn't matter to leftists, but it should matter to you. It should matter to you. I've got lots more. I'll be right back. Mark These are moments that separate the honorable from the dishonorable and the courageous from the cowards. You see the mob, you see the entire culture, you see the society moving in one direction, and you decide, whoa, 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 I'm not going there. I have my principles. I have my intelligence. I have my independence. You watch Cory Booker questioning Kavanaugh now. This is a man who is absolutely a reprobate, trying to put words in his mouth, trying to rush along so he can't explain himself because the man... Is such an egomaniac, he thinks this is his way to the White House. Desperation, vilification, dishonesty, apparently is the Democrat path to the White House. The Democrats are destroying this society. We used to call it the civil society. Chasing down senators, members of the cabinet and restaurants, unleashing Antifa and Excuses made on CNN by Don Lemon and others. Black Lives Matter, which target cops with their rhetoric and their poison. Kavanaugh, in his opening speech, saved himself. We're going to go to Ted Cruz live for a Let moment. Me say go to ahead. You and your family, thank you for a lifetime of public service. I will say, watching your mother's pained face has been heart-wrenching as she's seen her son's character dragged through the mud after not only your lifetime of public service but her lifetime of public service as well. And I know as a father there's been nothing more painful to you than talking to your daughters and explaining these attacks is it that the media is airing. I also believe, though, that the American people are a fair-minded people, that the American people can set aside the partisan warfare of Washington and look to substance and facts. And that is the charge of this committee. Now, there have been three different sets of allegations that have dominated the media. I think it's important to note that two of those sets of allegations had so little corroboration that even the New York Times which is no conservative outlet, refused to report on them because they could find no basis for them. And it was striking in this entire hearing that not a single Democrat in this committee asked about two sets of those allegations. Ms. Ramirez's allegations and the allegations of the client of Mr. Avenetti. 
Not a single Democrat. I don't know if they were just too embarrassed. Mr. Abinetti's allegations were so scandalous that the ranking member omitted his client's most scandalous accusations of you as a criminal mastermind, essentially. Omitted those scandalous accusations from her statement. This hearing has focused, rightly so, on the allegations Dr. Ford presented. And let me say, I think the committee did the right thing in giving Dr. Ford a full and fair opportunity to tell her story. That's what we needed to do when these allegations became public. And the committee treated her with respect, as we should. I do not believe Senate Democrats have treated you with respect. What do we know? We know that her testimony and your testimony are in conflict. A fair-minded assessor of facts would then look to what else do we know when you have conflicting testimony. Well, we know that Dr. Ford identified three fact witnesses who she said observed what occurred. All three of those fact witnesses have stated on the record under penalty of perjury that they do not recall what she is alleging happening. Here's what we're going to do, Mr. Producer, right at this point. We're going to record this. When we come back, very soon after the bottom of the hour, we will finish playing the questioning by Ted Cruz in the Kavanaugh hearings. So stick with us. Lots of breaking news. We'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. This is America's Constitutional Convention, The Mark Levin Show. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Let's go ahead and continue with the Cruz uh, interview. Go ahead. In addition, you've walked through before this committee your calendars from the time. Now, I will say you were a much more organized teenager than I was and than many of us were. But it was a compelling recitation of night by night by night where you were in the summer of 1982. That is yet another contemporaneous piece of fact to assess what happened. And we also know that the Democrats on this committee engaged in a profoundly unfair process. The ranking member had these allegations on July 30th. And for 60 days, that was 60 days ago, The ranking member did not refer it to the FBI for an investigation. The ranking member did not refer it to the full committee for an investigation. The ranking member, this committee could have investigated those claims in a confidential way that respected Dr. Ford's privacy. 
And some of the most significant testimony we heard this morning is Dr. Ford told this committee that the only people to whom she gave her letter were her attorneys, the ranking member, and her member of Congress. And she stated that she and her attorneys did not release the letter, which means the only people that could have released that, that letter were either the ranking member and her staff or the Democratic member of Congress, because Dr. Ford told this committee those are the only people who had it. That is not a fair process. And we should look to the facts, not anonymous innuendo and slander. Mr. Chairman, I ask for a point of personal privilege. To respond. All right, we'll cut it off here. A friend of mine said, and he's right, that Dianne Feinstein is looking more and more like Richard Nixon. This is her I am not a crook moment, as he points out, because she said, I didn't leak it. Well, did your staff? She turns around to a staff member named Jennifer, and Jennifer says, I didn't leak it. Is that her staff, one person? Well, somebody leaked it. Maybe we need to bring in the FBI. What do you say, Mr. Producer? Yeah, well, the FBI investigated. I want to get to Lindsey Graham at the hearing. I want to get to Lindsey Graham at the hearing. Lindsey Graham has decided, obviously, to move more right, more conservative. Definitely since the passing of uh, John McCain. There's just no question about it, as I observe him. And that's a good thing. And um, I want you to listen to him. He's had it with the Democrats. They're attacking Kavanaugh. They're bringing up the FBI. And I'll let Lindsey Graham speak for himself, because I certainly can't do any better. Cut 24. Go. Are you aware that at 9.23, on the night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said, 23 minutes after your nomination, I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. That you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you when it comes to this. You're looking for a fair process. 
You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. He wasn't done. 25, go. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Would you say you've been through hell? I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This, this, This is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. One thing I can tell you, you should be proud of, Ashley, You should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well. And I intend to vote for you. And I hope everybody who's fair-minded will. Fabulous. You see, Cory Booker, there's a Spartacus moment. Right there. I think the Democrats... They've done enormous destruction to our judiciary. They've done enormous destruction to our judicial confirmation process. They've done enormous destruction to the Senate. And the reason is, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason I tell you all the time. They are progressive status. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the integrity of people who come forward, who offer to serve, to spend their lives in top positions rather than earning money in the private sector. It's all about power and it's all about ideology. Can you think when the president nominated Kavanaugh of a more unimaginable tact that they would take? As was put today, they saw that the hearing did not succeed in stopping him. They thought they would get a Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski so forth. But he did very well during the hearing. So then they went into plan two, plan B, if you will, the second phase. That's why they sat on Dr. Ford's letter. I actually have a lot of questions about Dr. Ford's motivation. I have a lot of questions about the timing. 
But you're not allowed to ask, apparently. You're not allowed to question it. I really do. Serves no purpose at this point. Serves no purpose at this point. The Democrats today on the Senate Judiciary Committee at this hour, soon to be 7 p.m. Eastern time, look glum. They look glum. That everything they tried failed. The problem is they created a precedent for future Democrats. And they'll always ratchet it up and ratchet it up and ratchet it up. They've created a precedent. You thought Bork and then Clarence Thomas and then the others. And then they go even here. It's funny that the Democrats didn't mention the latest allegation. Isn't it? Interesting. They need over-the-top allegations, but this last one was so over-the-top about so-called rape trains every weekend for 10 weekends, and the accuser would leave college and go to this high school party every weekend where these things occurred. Nobody knows what the hell she's talking about. Can't think of a single witness, single perpetrator, of course, except for Kavanaugh and his friend Mark Judge. How convenient. And I want you to look at the media. The media have run with everything. The media actually had NBC News, and I, play, I, I read it to you last night. A breaking story, an anonymous letter from an anonymous accuser with anonymous witnesses and an anonymous daughter. And that was on NBC News website. You had cable channels, among others, running with the second accuser, Ramirez. No witnesses, no corroboration, no evidence, reluctant, but the Democrats dragged her forward. And as you've heard by now, even the loathsome New York Times has such low standards, but high enough, apparently, that they wouldn't take the story. So who did? Ronan Farrow and Jay Mayer. Jane Mayer, known to be a hitman on the left, Ronan Farrow, clearly in this case, a befuddled buffoon. A moron. Because of politics. And then Dr. Ford shows up. She's the first. And Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor for the Republicans, despite what you're hearing by many, through very careful questioning, exposed numerous gaps in Dr. Ford's recollections and so forth. Then comes Brett Kavanaugh. The analysts, including on our favorite network, senior judicial analyst, says it's all about credibility. It's all about politics. It's all about motion. Well, that's not the way I go. It's all about the truth. Only in a courtroom. No, that's not true. Your home's not a courtroom. School's not a courtroom. And you expect the truth from people, don't you? You demand it.
It's all about the truth. They didn't have much faith in Kavanaugh. You should have heard some of the analysts. He's way behind. He's way behind. Like we're watching a baseball game. He's way behind. It's going to be difficult for him to catch up and come out the winner here. And even if he does, if it's 50-50, he still loses. I had to shut it off. I put on C-SPAN. C-SPAN. It's often like how I watch the UFC. They never shut the hell up, so I turn the volume down, I mute it, and I just watch the guys fight, and the gals too. But the media helped create this spectacle. They're already reaching conclusions about what must be done before the hearing, during the breaks in the hearing, and there's one analyst in particular, I won't mention her, she used to work in the Obama administration, who's such a predictable hack, I just, whenever she shows up, I gotta turn it on. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This is called Buying Time. Oh, there it is. Got it. You know, uh, I want to tell you about my ex-chair and Mr. Producer, too. He was such a fan of my ex-chair. We finally decided it was time to get him his own ex-chair. And he loves it as I love mine, and we really do. And Mr. Producer and I are different heights. I'm taller than he is. Is that true, Rich? I think it is. You're 5'10", little fella. And yet how the X-chair conforms to each of us to provide the same unbelievable level of support and comfort is really quite amazing. Do the same for you. He's physically feeling the difference. Less pain, more energy, better focus, more productivity, etc. You need to feel the X-chair difference for yourself. And if you want to see how beautiful this amazing chair is, just go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, to see the numerous models. There are a number of different models. If you own a, if you're a, own a business, business owners out there, take my advice. If you want happier, more productive employees, then consider getting X-chair for your entire staff. It's a very reasonable investment that will pay huge dividends. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, or give us a call at 1-844-4-X-Chair. X-Chair comes with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. Now, you can go to xchair.com now, and if you use code LEVINFOOTREST, well, you'll get a free footrest, too. That's xchairlevin, xchairlevin.com, put in Levin Footrest, or give them a call, 1-844-4-X-Chair. So there was a back and forth, Ted Cruz raised the issue, and there was a back and forth about Richard Nixon, I mean, uh, Dianne Feinstein, and this leak of the letter. Only a few people or staffs could have leaked this letter that Dr. Ford gave to Dr. Uh, uh, to uh, not Frankenfeinstein. Yeah, Dr. Frankenfeinstein. Go ahead. Oh, I don't believe my staff would leak it. I have not asked that question directly, but do you, I do, do not believe do you know they that? would. I mean, how in the world could that get in the hands of the of the press? The answer Senator is Cordy. no. The staff. Have you have said you asked your, Have you asked your staff or other I staff members on the Judiciary Committee? They, 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 Pardon me? 
Well, a, a, Jennifer well, reminds me, I've asked her before about it, well, somebody, and that's true. Well, somebody leaked it if it wasn't you. Well, it was, uh, I'm telling you, it was not, I did not. I mean, I was asked to keep it confidential, and, and I'm criticized for that, too. M Mr. Chairman, could I ask the chairman a question, which is, does the committee have a process if there is an allegation against any nominee oh. to assess that allegation in a confidential forum rather than in the public, since Dr. Ford requested that it be kept confidential. Is there a process for the committee yeah. for considering confidential yes, allegations? Uh, and the answer is yes, and I sent Senator Tillis pointed out the document that I put out to show of all the things that we've done along the lines of your question. And Mr. Chairman, what would you have done if on July 30th the ranking member had, had raised this allegation with you? As the chairman of this committee, how would you have You would have done them? like we have done with every uh, background or let's say FBI report that comes from the White House with the nominee, and then uh, subsequent to that, because maybe the FBI got done with it three months ago, we go through the FBI or information comes to us, then we have our investigators in a bipartisan way, both Republicans and Democrats, uh, follow up on those, whatever those questions are or those problems that have to be worked out. So bipartisan... All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811 Now what the Republicans need to do is schedule a vote for tomorrow and be done with this. And let the chips fall where they may because depending on what happens to this country in the next half century this will either be viewed as as one of the grave bleak low points in this country's history or it'll get worse. Or it'll get worse. So that's very, very important. Um, 
that they vote on this already. Now, we can't play all the Kavanaugh back and forth and all the Kavanaugh speech, so I won't. But I'd like you to hear 22, Rich, Kavanaugh at the hearing today dealing with Patrick Leahy, who is and has been for many decades detestable. Cut 22, go. Now, you talked about your yearbook. That's Patrick Leahy. Go ahead. In your yearbook, uh, you talked about drinking and sexual exploits. Did you now, keep not? something in mind. His yearbook, this is 1983, his high school yearbook. His high school yearbook. It, it's just incredible, is it not? Go ahead. Senator, let me, uh, let me take a step back and explain uh, high school. Uh, I was number one in the class. Steve Clark and Eddie Ayala, we were always kind of in the mix. I, I played sports. I was captain of the varsity basketball team. I was wide receiver and defensive back on the football team. I ran track in the spring of 82 to try to get faster. I did my um, service projects at the school, which involved going to the soup kitchen downtown. Let me finish. And going to tutor intellectually disabled kids at the Rockville Library. Went to church. And yes, we got together with our friends. Does this reflect what you are? Does this yearbook reflect your focus on academics and your respect for women? That's easy. Yes or no. You don't have to filibuster the answer. Does it reflect your focus? I already said the yearbook in my opening statement. The yearbook is obviously. Just wait a minute. Uh, He's asked the question. I'll give you time to answer it. the, The yearbook, as I said in my opening statement, was something where the students and, and editors uh, made a decision to treat some of it as farce and some of it as exaggeration. There's a man to lay here up. All right. Let's take it from the top a little bit because I think you'll be very pleased with how Kavanaugh de- uh, acquired a. Uh, Gave his speech. Let me put it that way. And here's what I'm thinking. We now really feel like we know Brett Kavanaugh, don't we? His heart and soul. As a result of this hearing. And I'm going to play some of this for you folks. We now more than ever can identify with this man. That he's a real human being with a family and so forth. Let's start at cut 16. Go ahead. The day after the allegation appeared, I told this committee that I wanted a hearing as soon as possible to clear my name. I demanded a hearing for the very next day. Unfortunately, it took the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. In those 10 long days, as was predictable and as I predicted, my family and my name 
have been totally and permanently destroyed by vicious and false additional accusations. The 10-day delay has been harmful to me and my family, to the Supreme Court, and to the country. When this allegation first arose, I welcomed any kind of investigation, Senate, FBI, or otherwise. The committee now has conducted a thorough investigation, and I've cooperated fully. I know that any kind of investigation, Senate, FBI, Montgomery County Police, whatever, will clear me. Listen to the people I know. Listen to the people who have known me my whole life. Listen to the people I've grown up with and worked with and played with and coached with and dated and taught and gone to games with and had beers with. And listen to the witnesses who allegedly were at this event 36 years ago. Listen to Ms. Kaiser. She does not know me. I was not at the party described by Dr. Ford. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. The Constitution gives the Senate an important role in the confirmation process. But you have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July, there's been a frenzy on the left to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. Cut 17. Go. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election, fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, revenge on behalf of the Clintons, and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. This is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. The consequences will be with us for decades. This grotesque and coordinated character assassination will dissuade competent and good people of all political persuasions from serving our country. And as we all know, in the United States political system of the early 2000s, what goes around comes around. I am an optimistic guy. I always try to be on the sunrise side of the mountain, to be optimistic about the day that is coming. But today, I have to say that I fear for the future. Last time I was here, I told this committee that a federal judge must be independent not swayed by public or political pressure. I said I was such a judge, and I am. I will not be intimidated into withdrawing from this process. You've tried hard. You've given it your all. No one can question your effort. But your coordinated and well-funded effort to destroy my good name and destroy my family will not drive me out. The vile threats of violence against my family will not drive me out. You may defeat me in the final vote, but you'll never get me to quit. Never. I'm here today to tell the truth. I've never sexually assaulted anyone, not in high school, 
Not in college, not ever. Sexual assault is horrific. You know, when you really sit back and listen to this, it is so horrifying what they've done to this man. He's a good man. However you think he's going to turn out as a justice, he's a good man. He's a decent man. He's an ethical man. Look what they've done to this guy. They can do this to anybody. Anybody. And they will. And the reason I'm not so keen on Dr. Ford, there's several, but one in particular is she lied about flying. That she feared flying. You fear flying then on your vacations. You go to Central and South America and you go to other parts of the world. She lied about it. And why did she lie about it? Because she wanted this time to go by because they were coordinating her lawyers, Democrat activist lawyers were coordinating with the Democrats and their staff to buy them more time. Then they go out and they dig up the story about Ramirez. And then they have the uh, slip and fall porn lawyer. So she participated in that. or She at least allowed her lawyers to participate in that. And then there's this, cut 18, go. I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I have never done this to her or to anyone. That's not who I am. It is not who I was. I am innocent of this charge. I intend no ill will to Dr. Ford and her family. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liza said their prayers. And little Liza, all of 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. It's a lot of wisdom from a 10-year-old. We mean, we mean no ill will. First, let's start with my career. For the last 26 years, since 1992, I've served in many high-profile and sensitive government positions for which the FBI has investigated my background six separate times. Six separate FBI background investigations over 26 years, all of them after the event alleged here. Absolutely heartbreaking that an individual is nominated to the Supreme Court and has to be treated like this. You're going to sit home on Election Day, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, at the federal level, this is all we have. The ability to vote. They say their base is all fired up. You know, I look across the landscape. I look at great men and women who are running for public office right now and who are behind. I look in Florida, the great Ron DeSantis, who they've smeared. The Democrat Party, working with the media and vice versa, have smeared this man. You've got a Democrat running, Gilliam, who is a Bernie Sanders socialist. And he's six points ahead. 
because they're trying to convince individuals in Florida, the minority community, that Ron DeSantis is a racist. He hasn't done a racist damn thing in his life. Because this is what they do. The kind of treatment you see with Kavanaugh is done all over this country. All over this country. Look at what they've done to the President of the United States. Look what they try to do to him. Day in and day out. Please keep in mind, the media have pushed this agenda. Brian Stelter over at CNN, Don Lemon over at CNN, among others. The whole conga line of freaks and frauds over there at MSNBC. NBC pushed an anonymous letter from an anonymous woman with an anonymous witnesses and an anonymous child. It was news. The New Yorker ran with the Ramirez story. Even the disgusting New York Times didn't even meet their standards. Didn't matter. You got the porn lawyer running all over the place, the slip and fall lawyer. Whatever he says goes. He's been on CNN. What did I read this, 60 times or something, Mr. Producer? On with the great Jake Tapper. The golden age of journalism. Journalism? They call this journalism? It's not journalism. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Americans who love this country don't turn out in November, uh, I think we're going to seriously regret what happens. It's not just a change of party, folks. They're going to do this every day for the next two years on every committee they control. I want you to listen to me. I'm talking to you more as a constitutionalist than even a conservative now. They're going to do this every day, 24-7, for the next two years in the build-up to the presidential election. Against the President of the United States, against the Vice President of the United States, against various cabinet members, endless subpoenas. They have as their purpose to so overwhelm and burden the executive branch that it won't be able to function. And you see the news media, the news media prostitutes for the Democrat Party, it prostitutes for the left. And they will give this a megaphone in the lead up to the 2020 election. The Democrats unwittingly gave you a look at what's to come. How they seek to destroy people. They even seek to destroy people in the media. In the conservative media or people who are considered conservative in the media. So it's really up to you. I mean, this hearing should have really uh, turned the lights on for everybody. Light bulbs on. I just was not as impressed with Dr. Ford as everybody else claims to be, whether they are or not. I'm certainly not trashing the lady. That's not even my point. I don't think her case was particularly strong. No case where there's no evidence, no witnesses, and no corroboration is a strong case. So when people say she's persuasive, I don't know what they're talking about. Do you know what they're talking about? I don't know what they're talking about. Again, I'm not trashing her. I just don't know what they're talking about. 
But she's famous now. She'll be famous on the left. They'll take care of her. That's what they do. And they'll rewrite history as they have been rewriting history in the last few months on the Clarence Thomas matter. Anita Hill was a liar. Anita Hill was caught in changing testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, that was different than what she gave to the FBI. She had no witnesses either. She had no corroboration either. She had no evidence either. And they go on and on and on. And after that hearing, the majority of Americans supported Clarence Thomas. But you wouldn't know it because the left keeps rewriting history. They'll do the same here. And as I said the other day, I've said it twice now, any Republican senator who doesn't vote to confirm must be primaried and defeated in their next election cycle. Because this is about not just Kavanaugh, not just the Trump administration. This is about our country now. We either stand up to tyranny or we don't. This stuff about accusing your opposition of crimes that they didn't commit, then saying that he has to prove his innocence, and then denying him due process, you get that against opposition leaders in Venezuela, in Cuba, in Russia, and in China. That's the totalitarian mindset of the left right now. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Apologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. I'm a little confused. Maybe you folks can help me out. Honestly, we're told both Kavanaugh and Ford are credible. They're both credible, really. Well, let's take a little look at this. Do they mean Ford's credible in that Kavanaugh did what she said? That's not credible. That's incredible. No witness, no corroboration, and no evidence. After the hearing, no witness, no corroboration, no evidence. She was given every benefit of the doubt at the hearing. Now let's look at Judge Kavanaugh. We're told... There is no presumption of innocence and there is no due process. So the system is set up against the man. And for 10 days, he and his family are being crushed in the media. 
you know, the free press. They're being crushed in the media. Then we're being told by media analysts and hosts and news people what he has to do to survive. Oh, excuse me? Judge Ford gives her testimony, and I felt the prosecutor, Rachel Mitchell, really unraveled a number of issues, created gaps. The media is impatient, they're anxious, and they think you're stupid. I don't think this is going to work. I, you, know, you know, she's acting like she's in a courtroom, and she's this, and they said that. It worked beautifully. She did a terrific job. Everybody can't be beating their chest like they're, you know, some left-wing kook on the committee. And then we were told, I don't know, that, that looks like a knockout punch. That looks like a knockout punch. I don't know if Kavanaugh's up to it. He's way behind on, uh, on the count now. He's really going to have to do a spectacular performance. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, this isn't a baseball game. Then he gives his opening statement. It's heartbreaking. Somebody has to discuss their sex life, their family, friends in high school and college, their yearbook. And imagine going in front of the world and saying, I am not a rapist. I am not a sexual abuser. I am innocent. Well, you're not presumed innocent. How do you prove it? And she has no witness, no corroboration, no evidence. The end of the hearing, no witness, no corroboration, no evidence. So I keep hearing the media and people repeating on the media that she was credible. Well, she was not credible in terms of her allegations against Kavanaugh. She may well have experienced what she's talking about, but it would have been somebody else at another place at another time. It wasn't him. She picked people who she thought would corroborate her story. Not only don't corroborate it, they reject it. One of them, one of her close girlfriends, even says, I don't even know Kavanaugh. I've never even met Kavanaugh, let alone been in a place with Kavanaugh. This is important. It's important information. It's incredible that we're here, isn't it? It's disgusting. They're disgusting. The left's disgusting. These Democrats, they're disgusting. I can't wait till they took over the House, you know? I can't wait till they take over the Senate. What do you think? I can't wait that they put more of their left-wing kook types on the federal judiciary. Well, it's up to you. I mean, it really is. The president can only do so much. It's up to you. It's your country, too. Those are your children and grandchildren, too. You know, that, now that I've been sleeping on my Casper mattress for some time, I would pick it over every single mattress I ever owned. Helps me get the best night's sleep, period. Now, once you try Casper, you're going to love yours, too. Casper is a high-quality mattress at an affordable price. I sleep cool and comfortable every night thanks to the unique combination of foams that provide the right pressure relief and alignment. Casper ships right to your door for free. In a small, how do they do that size box? They'll even pick it up if you don't love it and refund you everything. From its engineering to its packaging to letting you try it for 100 nights. It's no wonder Casper has over 35,000 five-star reviews of all their products across Casper, Google, and Amazon. Put Casper to the test 
in your own home for 100 nights, risk-free. Go to Casper.com, use code MARK for $50 towards the purchase of select mattresses. You've heard me talking about Casper for years. Many of you still don't have a Casper mattress. This is my challenge to you. Tonight's the night. Get the Casper mattress. Try it. Three months, over three months. If you like it, you keep it. If you don't, you return it. Take your existing mattress and lean it against the wall. That's what you do. Go to Casper.com, code mark, for $50 towards the purchase of select mattresses. Casper.com, terms and conditions apply. Now, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do, except I did it earlier this week. I'm going to answer, yet again, the Democrats on the committee who, as if they have Tourette's, keep going on about an FBI investigation, need an FBI investigation, need an FBI investigation. And I want to remind them that one of their great heroes, the low IQ, always stupid Joe Biden, took a different position. Mr. Producer, go ahead. The next person that refers to an FBI report as being worth anything obviously doesn't understand anything. FBI explicitly does not in this or any other case reach a conclusion. Period. Period. By the way, by the way, what an idiot. A conclusion. Period. Period. Here's a guy who cheated in law school. And yet he's held up. Right? He's held up as as this great, wonderful, nice man. And look at Kavanaugh. Look what they've done to him. I tell you, it's just, uh, it's, it's so dishonest. Go ahead. So, Judge, there's no reason why you should know this. The reason why we cannot rely on the FBI report, you wouldn't like it if we did. Because it is inconclusive. They say he said, she said, and they said. Period. So when people wave an FBI report before you, understand, they do not, they do not, they do not reach conclusions. All right, idiot, we got it. And he is an idiot. Let's just be honest. He's an idiot. Let's go to Nathan, West Point, New York. Excuse me, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. Um, I'm in agreement with you that the pundits are wrong. And the reason why I think that is because... Well, now, slow down. Wrong about what? you got to tell us. Uh, wrong about what a, a failure the, the Republicans were and how they presented this and how they utilized the attorney to do all the questioning. I think to get this uh, nomination in the bag, all they had to do is play to those four or five senators that were on the fence. So it's not really for... I mean, I, Listen, I agree with you. And I also think that prosecutor, in her own quiet, affable way really undercut Ford. And I don't know why people won't admit it. She got her on six or seven points uh, that make no sense, that are gaps. Uh, and, uh, and I thought she was very effective and in a way that people who really think and watch and understand and aren't bullied by uh, media analysts telling them how uh, stupid everybody is, I think we all got it. Yeah, and... Your call screener asked a good question. He asked, why do it in public? And I think the reason is, is to juxtapose that, you know, clear and orderly method with the way that Democrats act when there's a camera around. I mean, it just, 
it, you know, it couldn't, the decision for these four or five senators couldn't be in any more clear in terms of what camp they want to throw their hat into because, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if, and, and they seem, the public statements they made seem to comport with the idea that they As want. far as we know, there was only one person in the room, could be others, but one person in the room who molested a woman. And it's Cory Booker. <laughs> That's right. Because he admitted in a column in 1994. Mm-hmm. There's only one person in that room who actually molested a woman. It's Cory Booker because he confessed about it and wrote a whole column about it. Yep. All right, Nathan, thank you for your call, my friend. James, Washington, D.C., the great WMAL, a retired clinical therapist. How are you? Hey, Mr. Levine. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. Good evening. I, I just called because, um, well, before you mentioned it, I do I want to say that I agree with you, what you were saying earlier about the um, her ability to take uh, uh, plane rides to Costa Rica and Hawaii and other places. Actually, there was a handful of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to work specifically with uh, individuals with panic disorder, social phobia, agoraphobia, post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, her explanation of being able to fly to places that because it was a vacation and be able to do that to me was a flat out lie. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, I was very surprised. Um, also going hand in hand with her explanation of what Miss Mitchell was getting at when she was trying to ask her about any other influences that could have happened to her to cause her to have this type of dysfunction. And she, to me, Dr. Ford almost seemed a little surprised and shocked, and she didn't really have a quick response. But then she very quickly went to and to explain that the etiology of someone having a predisposition could be triggered more easily than others, which is true. So she came across as very knowledgeable and, and controlled. And I think what what you're hearing and what people saying is her being persuasive is that she was a very controlled person. Her, her presentation was very controlled. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed in her delivery when she was repeating some of the incidences that occurred, she would go from emotionally somewhat tearful, a dry tearful to me, to talking normal when she was reading. And she did this numerous times back and forth. And I didn't personally feel anything from her statement when she was expressing her emotions or was trying to project her emotions or was emotional. I did when I heard Kavanaugh speak. I didn't actually get to see him speak, but I heard it on the radio. And I could feel it when he spoke, but when she spoke, I didn't feel anything at all. And the the issue with her describing her ability to fly to these exotic places, to me, people who have this kind of disorder, and a claustrophobia is a simple phobia, and it's, it's a treatable disorder that people can get help with in a, in a specific way. But it was a flat-out lie, because she flies everywhere, on vacation, for work. And it just happened to help the Democrats delay the uh, this this most recent hearing until they because they were going after Ramirez, and so they're all working together. And she had to know that. That's why I I don't I just don't feel. I'm not saying something didn't happen to her. How the hell do I know? I have no idea, and I'll take that at face value. But what I'm saying is, let's not pretend that she wasn't playing politics here to some extent too. She clearly was. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a, this is a war of, of perception and a war of ideas that's happening, I think. And, you know, one side is trying to, in a dishonest way, 
make their case, and the other side, to me, is making an honest case, um, and that this is a, a war against good and evil in that sense of honesty and dishonesty and perception. And her awareness, her keen awareness of what was happening in the judicial system with the nominations, to me, was abnormal, that a normal person isn't really following so closely what's going on in terms of this, and that once she heard his name, that she, oh, I better jump in there and, and present this case to uh, the congressperson. All, right. All right, my friend. Excellent call. And uh, you have the background to call the shots there. We'll be right back. Lovin. Have you signed up? For the free online course about how Congress is supposed to work? Well, by God, this is the time to do it, don't you think? And you ought to do it right now at levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Hillsdale College's groundbreaking new online course, Congress, How It Used to Work and Why It Doesn't, is essential for anyone who wants to understand how Congress got so broken and how it can be fixed. The title actually sums up why you need to take this course. Hillsdale College teaches better than anyone anywhere the Constitution and how our government was designed to work to protect freedom. And in this course, you'll learn exactly what Congress should be doing and what it shouldn't, how it got to the state it's in today, and how we can start to restore a more constitutional Congress. The course is free to you, my listeners, and you can start any time, but I recommend you start right now. What's more, with this course, Hillsdale has created an entirely new online course experience that actually has to be experienced to believe. Just go to levinforhillsdale.com right now to register. It's free, so don't delay. Reserve your spot today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Senator Manchin says he's still undecided because he's an idiot. That's why. People of West Virginia deserve better. They deserve better. Let's go to Jim, Flint, Michigan, Sirius Satellite, trucker friend. How are you, sir? Hi, Mr. Levin. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I wanted to share a little straw poll I did at the truck stop. Before I do that, I wanted to tell you I am a Levinite, and I'm probably a Levinite. Um, you, you have the best shows. You have the best shows. But at the truck stop, there was a <laughs> dozen or 15, maybe a little more people. A few came and went during the time, but we watched the hearings on the big screen in Michigan. And at lunchtime, or not at lunch, but when they took the break between her, Dr. Ford, and Judge Kavanaugh, I asked everybody in there, some were male, some were female, some black, some white, how many people think she's telling the truth? And unanimously, every person in that room led me to believe that they believed her. We, we watched the rest of it, and at the end of it, at the end of his opening, I looked around the room, and the comments were unbelievable. That I mean, he hit a grand slam of grand slams. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the hearing, I asked them all, I said, now how many people think he's guilty? Not one driver in that room thought he was guilty. So I sufficed it to say to them, so you people in here, is it fair to say you all think something bad happened to her, but you all think that they got the wrong guy? And they all, it was unanimous. Yes, that's right. And I said, how many people believe the Democrats um, used this for politics and they threw her to the wolves and were just as unfair to her as they were to him? That, again, mm-hmm. I believe was unanimous in the room. 
And I think we're going to see that across America. I told your call screener I'd like to share that with you. Well, that's excellent. I appreciate that, Jim. And be careful out there. 18 wheelers all over the place. You know, I was taking a shortcut home from uh, actually uh, New Jersey. Actually, it was New York at the time, uh, near the Catskills. And um, taking it backward, I think it was Route 78. You ever take Route 78, Mr. Producer? Through Pennsylvania and everything? Well, obviously, it is a road that truckers are on with their 18-wheelers because there are stops like every three, four miles. And I'm on this Route 78, and I'm heading towards Virginia, and I'm saying, wow, I've never seen so many 18-wheelers in my life. They're all around the place. And they really were. So I... uh, I gave myself a gift. You know what I did, Mr. Producer? I pulled off on one of these places, and I went to Burger King. I had two hamburgers, small fries, and a Diet Coke. I was in Nirvana. My wife's listening, and she's absolutely throwing something against the wall. She's trying to get me to eat better. I am, honey. Trust me. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. By the way, we have a big guest in about 10 or 15 minutes. And that big guest is my old buddy Glenn Beck. So he'll be here. We have a big guest tomorrow. I can't tell you yet who that's going to be. I don't even do a lot of guests. And by the way, we have a big show, a really big show, Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. On Life, Liberty, and Levin. I hope you'll check that out. Levin TV's rolling along beautifully. Our, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to give out the numbers of subscribers because it's proprietary, but it's becoming immense. So I'd like to encourage you to go to 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. There's a lot of people who are very, very interested in getting on in this discussion about what took place today in the United States Senate. And so let's go ahead and do this. Let us, uh, let me see here. Tony, Los Angeles, California, the great 870, the answer, KRLA. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark, God bless you. Thanks for all that you do for us. Thank you. Uh, I thought you might like to know this. Uh, I watched this uh, proceeding on Fox News Channel 11 from Los Angeles. They had a young female law student from Loyola who was supposed to be the expert, you know, where they comment on the proceedings. Uh, okay, so at the end of the program, the, uh, the two people that are in charge said that there was a, a call-in uh, requesting how many people thought 
that uh, the woman right. won, and how many people thought that uh, Kavanaugh won. A call in to the news station? Yes. Okay, so this is after the proceedings finished. Nobody had seen Kavanaugh at this point. 42% said they believed her, and 58% they said they believed Kavanaugh. Now, by the way, this is exactly the sort of thing that happened on a grander scale. A poll was taken after the uh, Clarence Thomas hearings with Anita Hill, and Clarence Thomas, same thing. But then they rewrite history over a period of time. It's drip, drip, drip with the lies and all the rest of it. So, I understand, but but the two. What did you think? Did you watch the hearing? Yes, I did. Well, I thought uh, I thought this woman was very suspicious in a lot of areas. You know, she just didn't sound like whenever it suited her, she couldn't remember something, and I I just believe that. There's there's so many people that have this experience that say. Well, let, let me let me let, let, before you move on. Why do we have to believe her allegation here against Kavanaugh when she provides nothing? Don't have to. But she, uh, I, I know. But when you hear reporters, they're very careful to say she's very believable, and so we say things like, "Well, maybe it happened somewhere else with somebody else," and that's certainly possible. But we have to make that argument. In other words. She, her lawyers, the Democrats, the left have not made their case because they provide nothing to support it. Well, I'm 80 years old and I'm from back east. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in New York. I was born in New Jersey. Anyway, at the end, the two talking heads, the girl says to the guy when, when they announce the, the numbers, I don't believe this. How is this possible? What's wrong with these people? Yeah. And they go into this crap. So I call the station to try to talk to the manager and say, you, these people are just Democratic operatives. I always thought that Fox News was supposed to be fair. That's not Fox News. It's a it's different. There's the Fox News channel. And then there are local Fox stations that have nothing to do with the content of the Fox News channel. Connected in any way. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I did. All right. So, well, they're connected by ownership, but that said, they're completely separated by editorial decisions and so forth. So we can't trust anything, then. No, no, that's not what I said. I said no. the Fox News Channel no, and the no. Fox stations are separate. I heard you, but for people like me who thought Fox News was this Fox News like you're on and et cetera, you just clarified that, so I got right. it. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I appreciate your, your input. Dan, Colorado Springs, XM Satellite, go. Hey, good evening, uh, Mr. Levin, first-time caller. Uh, I just want to say I admire Really? How many beers have you had, sir? Oh, probably at least two today, but I guess I'm a normal person. Well, that means you had less beer than, uh, than old Ted Kennedy. Good point, sir. I just want to say I admire your guts and fortitude and putting yourself on the line on a daily basis to bring the fight to the left. So I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Um, I have a, one observation and a point I want to make. Um, today, uh, Judge Kavanaugh came out fighting. He didn't follow his prepared statement, um, and he was effective, I think, more believable. And, and, and by the way, that was very smart of him to do that because they were laying in wait, which is what the left does. Absolutely. Uh, he didn't allow himself to be bullied, especially with Senator Leahy. 
Um, and then the second observation was that Senator Lindsey Graham did an absolutely great job with a strong statement. My point uh, that I want to make is that, one, we can no longer follow the strategy of being passive on the Republican side. They need to come out uh, more aggressively because to fight the juggernaut of the mainstream media and the left, um, they're just not going to win by sitting back and being idle. And then the second point, um, our elected senators and representatives, uh, especially the conservatives, they need to prioritize fighting for liberty rather than prioritizing their reelection. Mm-hmm. All right, my friend, I agree with you completely. Thank you for your call. Let's take some more calls. We've had good callers here. Sandy, Raleigh, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Hey, how are you? The great one. I love your show on Sunday. You thank kick, you. And I thank you. Thank you. I'm an emergency room nurse. I've been one for 20 years. I picked up some things that concern me. But first off, I prepare women for the most degrading experience of their life, which is going through a rape exam, all right? But I watched the testimony. I heard the talking heads. I even turned in the Fox News where I usually watch my news. And there were some things said there. Number one, the big tip-off for me was she came in. She said she was so nervous. But she asked for caffeine. Coffee. That doesn't... Maybe she slept in. I don't know. Maybe she was up at night being coached. I have no idea. But that was a tip-off. The other interesting tip-off to me right off the bat was when the doctor asked her, Have you... Can you tell me what your biggest... What your biggest... Uh, fear was what haunts you after that uh, after that event and she said well actually it's them laughing at me that was my big tip off because anyone who has been through a trauma she says that she was she had a hand over her mouth apparently judge Kavanaugh's hand over her mouth yeah we got to go soon so yep she couldn't breathe all right but okay. we're reversing the tide. We're reversing the tide for women. And it's a bad thing. All right, my friend. Thanks for your call. I'm not sure I understood all that. But that's just me. That's just me. Vicki, Heartland, Wisconsin, the great WISN country. Go. Oh, hello, Mr. Levin. It's an honor. Hello. I was interested in the hearings today, and I listened to the statements, both of the statements. But I didn't know what to expect when uh, Judge Kavanaugh was going to speak, but I was so impressed. I was so compelled. I was brought to tears, and I know I wasn't the only one. No, I I was too, I must say. And you're right. And I I know other people were too, even the radio gal on the radio who goes on between his statement and the commercial was in tears. It was obvious she was brought to tears by this. It's clear that he was genuine. It's clear that he was speaking from the heart, not reading off a script that was prepared for him by by other people. What it seemed to me like her statement was more like he was so genuine. I was wondering what you think his, his statement, what impact it will have. Well, beyond uh, the next few days, it won't have any impact. Uh, but I I think uh, from time to time it'll be played when the Democrats pull this card again. 
But in the immediate uh, uh, future, I think it'll have an enormous impact. I think that he has won himself the confirmation. I think he's won himself the admiration of tens of millions of Americans who were unfamiliar with him. Uh, And I think he has, I don't know, wittingly or not, exposed the Democrats now in a way that few others could. This entire uh, grotesque episode has done that. And I'm hoping and I'm thinking that conservatives and Republicans and uh, and smart independents are out there looking at this and saying, good Lord, I don't want any of these people controlling anything. I better make sure I get my ass out to the polls when the when election time comes. That's what I'm hoping. Conservatives and Republicans to get. Well, out I don't know. I hope so. If this doesn't, I don't know what will. Talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. You're talking about uh, the conduct of the Senate. You're talking about if they take the House, what they're going to try and do to the president of the United States. And make no mistake about it. The reason they trash this president is because they hate us. They hate tens of millions of us who put this man in the presidency. So this is a war against we, half the country. And if the other half turns out and we don't turn out, it's more than shame on us. We're going to be screwed big time. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. My friend, good sir. How are you? I'm Always doing. Good to hear from the great one. Well, thank you. You know, every year come hell or high water, you and I speak. But, <laughs> but I really want the public to know we really do like each other. I know. It just, so, just slips through our fingers at times. Yes. Well, you watch hey. these hearings today. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And uh, I read your outstanding book, "Addicted to Outrage," and we have it up thank on you. my sites now. Thank you. There really is an overlap, isn't there? Yeah, there's a big overlap. I mean, I think Lindsey Graham uh, kind of um, it w- w- was right in the pocket today. There mm-hmm. is a time for outrage, and there is righteous indignation. There is a time to say, knock it off. Do you not have any shame at all? We've had enough. But that only is effective when you play it the way I believe the Republicans have played the entire day, and that is with grace and dignity give uh, Professor Ford a hearing, um, don't call her names, treat her with respect, and then when the other side is not doing that, then your righteous indignation in your, uh, in your outrage can be played, but kept under control. And I really, truly believe that what Lindsey Graham said, and quite honestly, I think the way Kavanaugh even handled himself, spoke to a lot of people, including independents, who see, wait a minute, I- you know, I'm, I'm a fair-minded person. I don't like this game of politics, but this isn't right. I don't want this standard for me. I don't want this standard for my son or for my daughter or anybody else. This is wrong. And that's when we win. That's when outrage is, is good and can win. Addicted to Outrage is the book. It's a great new book. But the Democrats are always outraged, as best as I can tell. See, that is the, that's the key, though. Mark is, um, you know, this, this postmodern movement, you know, we were in the progressive era. The progressive era is over. We're now in the postmodern era. 
And the idea of the postmodernist using social justice is uh, to stop all reason and logic, to overturn the, the era of enlightenment. Uh, and what, what, what everything basically our founders did, everything that created the Western civilization, including mathematics, you'll hear them say that mathematics is racist somehow. That's postmodernism. And they want to dislodge us from logic. And, and by pushing and pushing and pushing and getting us to be outraged, we shut down our reason centers. And it's, it's, it's typical. I mean, it's, it's, it's a human trait, but we have, to, we have to watch that and not play into it because we only accelerate what they're trying to do. What, how this hearing was handled today is spot on the way it should be handled. You need to go in, be calm, be rational, and when it comes time, lower the hammer. But don't lower the hammer. When they're being ridiculous, it's better to laugh them off. Mm-hmm. Better to laugh them off. Stand your ground. Do not retreat. Do not give in. But don't play their game, because their game circles around chaos. And with our anger, it only makes that worse. Hollywood is always angry. These supposed yeah. comedians at night, they're always angry. I know. That's part of the problem, isn't it? And they're losing. But they're, I really think, Mark, that that is a losing game. The American people have always been fair. The American people, I am meeting more and more people who vote. Look, 20% of Donald Trump's base had voted either once or twice for Barack Obama. They don't buy into this stuff. They don't like it. And when they see the craziness that is happening, they know at first they came for the capitalists or the communists, and I said nothing. By the time they got to me, there was no one left. They know this is wrong. They know this is separate. Even if you can't name any of the Bill of Rights, they instinctively know this isn't a good place to go. We must be the people of good cheer, of Ronald Reagan, but strong not backing down from where we stand and the principles that we have, but not playing into the same game of calling names, pointing fingers, and being outraged, because people don't want to be around that. They're looking for a safe haven. And I believe there are more and more independents and Democrats that have just said, I, I can't do it. There might be crazies on the, on the right with the Nazis, which are technically on the left, and there's Antifa. I don't want either one of these. Mm-hmm. And the more the Democrats attach themselves to that outrage, anger, and Antifa, the weaker they're going to become. We have to know our game and play it wisely and calmly. Have we always been addicted to outrage, or is this really a new thing? I think it, the combination in, you know, if you, um, you look at the first part of the book, it, it has a lot of the the science behind, you know, outrage. And it talks about how um, these, uh, you know, social media is in, in, you know, by design addicting us. They want us to be addicted to their, their devices and social media. And, uh, and so it's gotten much, much worse, and it's harder to break. We are getting dopamine hits by calling each other names on Twitter. Um, we're all, you know, people used to say, well, people in the media, they're only doing it for, you know, the ratings. Well, we're now doing it for the dopamine hit and for the clicks uh, and for the likes. And that's a problem because we are being addicted to that. And it's hard to break. Can I carry you over the break and yeah, ask sure, you sure. a question, which is, how do we fix this? <laughs> Can sure. we fix this? 
All right. The book is Addicted to Outrage. You can get on Amazon.com. Go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. It's there. It's a great book. I encourage you to get it. And we'll be right back with Glenn Beck. Mark Levin, speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. Well, it looks like the Senate Republicans have had enough. They're going to move forward with a vote in the Judiciary Committee tomorrow. They're going to deal with a bunch of procedural votes on Saturday. And then on Monday, they're going to have a cloture vote. That is to shut down all debate at that point and to vote on the nomination, hopefully Monday, and get it done and get it through. That's good news as far as I'm concerned. Have you heard of NO? I'm referring to nitric oxide. It's a gas that your own body makes in the lining of your blood vessels from the time you were a baby. But with each decade, our body produces less nitric oxide on its own. Now, why does this matter? Because nitric oxide is a Nobel Prize-winning molecule that signals your blood vessels to relax and dilate and builds up your energy. Now, Super Beets by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-rich beets to create a superfood that helps your body make more nitric oxide on its own. And now Super Beets by Human has harnessed the power of nutrient-enriched beets to do exactly that. One teaspoon of Super Beets daily supports your cardiovascular health and blood pressure levels, giving you natural energy without a quick caffeine kick or sugar high. Really healthy, natural energy. Listen to Steve from Illinois, who says the taste is good. In fact, it's great. As is the increase in energy. Great caffeine substitute without the negative caffeine side effects. Call 866-205-4907, 866-205-4907, or go to superbeats.com slash Levin and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats and free shipping with your first purchase. 866-205-4907 or go to superbeats.com slash Levin. Back with Glenn Beck, his great book, Addicted to Outrage. You can get it at Amazon.com, any major bookstore. Go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. It is there. I encourage you to get it. Now, the question is, Glenn, at least for me, the question is, okay, how do we fix this, or can we fix this uh, this addiction to outrage? I think we're running out of time, Mark. I mean, you know, it, you and I, for years, we've been worried about the country. I'm, I'm worried about the entire Western world now. Um, I think we are, um, we're in a, I think today was a, a pivot point. I think today was a, is going to be remembered as, as a day where we either started to move back towards uh, sanity or uh, we just became completely unhinged and, and, uh, and the West slipped through our fingers. But the way to, the way to do it, and, and it's, it's in the book, and I urge you to read it, um, right now, we are debating all of the small things. We're angry about all the small things, and we don't seem to care about the big principles at all. And so the first thing we have to do is remain calm, rational, don't fight with hate or name-calling, because, as you will understand in the book, that's exactly what they're trying to get you to do, and it only accelerates the process of destruction. So instead... Um, uh, make sure you start talking about the big ideas. For instance, Kavanaugh. This isn't about Kavanaugh or Ford. Why are we arguing? 
half the country thinks she is is uh, you know totally credible. The other half thinks he's totally credible. We're not going to. There's there's no way to solve this. So what is it really about? This is really about due process. Do you do you want to be able to be fired on an accusation without any evidence? Do you want to be blackballed, blacklisted, run out of town, arrested for someone just saying this is what happened? And it's your word against theirs, and they don't have to provide any more evidence. That's the road we're on. So it's easier to talk about the big principle and say, look, in this particular case, it's he said, she said. What is the big principle here that we're losing? Uh, safe spaces. Safe spaces. Look, let's ask, let's ask each other this question. Do we prepare our children for the road ahead? Or do we think it's a better idea to prepare the road for our children as they move forward? Of course you, you prepare your children. So we, we have to stop talking about these, these stupid little petty things. I've been triggered, safe spaces. No, that's, that's good, if, especially in a university. You should be triggered. You should be. What's a university for? A university should challenge you. Because if, if there is no resistance, there is no gain. It's, it's just like the muscles in your body. If you're mentally not being pushed, if you're not being stretched, if you're not ripping a muscle from time to time, you, you're not going to be healthy. You won't be able to do anything with your body. The same with your mind. How, how do you get the left to buy into this? Well, this is the biggest thing, Mark, is I think we need to start, we need to stop looking at the left as a block. The left, you'll never get. I look at it as a football field. And let's just say that there's 10% of crazies on the right that are just my way or the highway. They won't listen to anything. They, they, they just want absolutely their way and no other compromise. And on the left, you've got Antifa and everybody else. Okay, let's just say that's equal, 10, 10 yards on each at each end zone. Well... I am not sitting at the political 50-yard line, uh, but I am not. I don't want to be with the people that say it's my way or the highway on the left, and I don't want to be or the right, and I don't want to be with Antifa on the left either. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no winning there. I think there's between 60 and 70 yards of that football field of people who know that's not workable. And we have to find those people, the, the people who will say when you ask them, Okay, so let's just say you get your dream come true and you get your presidential pick and everybody in Congress and everybody all the way to the mayor and the school board, everybody is who you want. What do you do with the 50% of the population that say, I, I don't want this, I don't, I don't want any of that? What do you do with them? Mm-hmm. If you're talking about people who say, I don't like capitalism, I want an end to capitalism, I want an end to uh, the Constitution, I, I think this is a, a system that just doesn't work at all, you don't, have anything to, you don't have anything to talk to with them. We can't unite with them. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking to people who say, look, capitalism has its problems, you know, our country has its problems, but we're generally a good place, and I don't want to lose this. Right. Those are the people that we have to start talking to and forget about the others as far as trying to get them in the boat. They're never going to get in the boat. They're trying to sink the boat. 
The book is Addicted to Outrage. It really is a compelling book by our buddy Glenn Beck. I would encourage you to get it at Amazon.com, any major bookstore. Go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. We have it linked there. Glenn, always a pleasure, my friend. My best Bye. to your family. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, all right. God bless. He's a good man. He really is. And by the way, he's, he's uh, all for Trump now. Did you hear that, Mr. Producer? It's true. Because he's looking at what Trump's doing. We all are. He's doing great things, quite frankly. Let's go to Christine, Bay Area, California, the great KSFO. Go. Hi, hi, um, Mr. Levine. You are a brilliant diagnostician of our sick culture. I think you're a virtual prophet. I admire you. Oh, my Lord. Hold on. I hope my wife's listening. Yeah. I I was a national. In fact, I'm going to start telling that I'm a virtual prophet. You are. You will. She might laugh, yeah. though. It's true. But anyway, Thank you. I was raped. I was, I was I violently raped by you were, three people. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. It was a long time ago. But um, I know about it. And uh, this woman, Ford, is taking back our cause a hundred years. Now, why do you say that? Because she's, she's, not, she's oh, making a vague... Unbelievable allegation with nothing credible, which which is exactly what they attack women who've been raped with. The very thing she's doing is is being vague. She's not able to really point the finger yet. Kind of, you know. So all the women that have been told, well, it didn't really happen. She's just setting the stage for that again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because she's saying something that everybody can say, well, it didn't really happen. You know, and and I frankly. My personal opinion. But but no. you're somebody who went through this horrific uh, crime, um, and I, I just can't imagine how horrible it must be. And you watch this, and you're raising questions. Big time. You know what? Can I say one other thing that I'm yes, not ma'am. hearing? Mm-hmm. And I know why it's not being said. I think I think the Democrats found her personally. You and think I they think did what? That, I'm sorry. I think that the Democrats. Found her. Oh, found her. Yeah. Now that's my opinion. Um, I All think right. she has, she was incentivized. But anyway, my point being, she is not doing anything for any real women victims. She's taking us backwards. All right, my friend, and I wish you all the best. All the best. All right, Sadie, Jacksonville, Florida, the great Sirius Satellite. Go. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm personally sickened about all of this, but I want to speak some hope because I really do feel like this is going to backlash on all the Democrats. I was listening to Breitbart this morning, and there was a caller that called in. She claimed herself an independent, but she said she lived in a predominantly liberal area filled with liberals, and all of her women friends, huge numbers of them, were, this was this morning before today, They were in great fear for their husbands and their sons over this. And if they were that fearful before, can you only imagine how much they could be, what they could be thinking now after today? And I really do feel like this is going to backlash on the Democrats. I really, really do. I hope so, because it is a world that they're creating that is tyrannical and fascistic and horrifying. That all the rules go out the door, all the rules that have been developed over centuries— 
that we have embraced as Americans all out the door. They apply everywhere to everyone else, terrorists, mass murders, rapists, everything. Else. But when it comes to the Senate Judiciary Committee and how they conduct themselves, according to the Democrats, we're going to follow Stalin's rules. That is a big problem. And you're right, because what's going to happen now is colleges and universities are going to see this. Other such institutions are going to see this. And this thing could catch on. I really do hope so, uh, for the hope of our future. If not, I'm fear for my children where we're going to end up. I'm with you. All right, my friend. Thank you. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Just remember the three no's. Dr. Ford has no witnesses, no corroboration, and no evidence. Now, that's a pretty weak case. None of it. Even people she pointed to say, I don't know what she's talking about. So they flat out refute it. And yet, look how close the Democrats have come to destroying Kavanaugh. I would urge you Levinites out there to politely and civilly politely and civilly give a call to Susan Collins's office and Lisa Murkowski's office. If you're rude or obnoxious, you're going to hurt us. So if you're in that mood, don't call. But otherwise, tell them. Do the decent thing. Do the right thing. Did you know that you're more likely to be a victim of identity theft than you are to have your car stolen or your house broken into? With identity theft occurring every two seconds, every two seconds, you can't take that chance. You need protection from the best. I switched to my ID care, and they've been rated the number one identity theft protection by third-party review site Best Companies. Millions of people have chosen my ID care because they are the best in the business. And my ID care covers you for the nine different types of identity theft and even offers a family plan so you can protect your whole family. And with Tri-Bureau credit monitoring and dark web monitoring, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the kind of comprehensive protection you need. And you can sign up at myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Now, plans start for less than 10 bucks a month, and only MyIDCare offers a money-back, money-back recovery guarantee. They're the only ones. Now, I don't worry about identity theft anymore, neither should you. My listeners, that's you. And you can get 15% off myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. Learn more, and then let myidcare take care of you. I'm serious. The government can't protect you. That's myidcare.com slash mark, and then enter promo code mark. Myidcare.com slash mark, promo code mark. We've had some excellent callers. So I figure we'll go back. Lee, Los Angeles, California, the great KRLA. And I'm going to tell you, the phone lines are burning out there in Los Angeles and this, uh, in the metropolitan area. Go ahead. Some of us are still conservatives out here. We just keep our mouths shut. Mark, and by the way, including my kids and grandkids, but go well, ahead. You know, as I was watching this, this thing today, it, I realized the Democrats have two faces, and they're the same at the core. They just look different. The mobs in the street have physical power, and if you disagree with them, they'll assault you physically. But these Democrats, 
that we saw today are the same in terms of power and wanting to control us, uh, but they're wearing suits and dresses, and they're speaking. They're not yelling and screaming. They're speaking in different tones, but it's the same. And the thing is... Except for Cory Booker, there's an exception there, but go ahead. Sui generous, not in a good way. <laughs> but, uh, yes. you know, if, you want the, if, if, we, if, if, if one wants the future of our beloved country... Uh, I don't want to be ruled by zealots. These people are zealots. These are the ones that Glenn was talking about with you Mm -hmm. who cannot be reached. They want the power, and that's it. There's only one way. It's their way or else. And else can go anywhere. Else uh, else leads to very bad things Mm -hmm. that we all know. And that's what, as I was, I mean, I, I felt, you know, somehow I, I haven't articulated it to myself until I watched this today. I mean, I yep. knew that the, that the politicians were, you know, were, were the way they were. And I knew that the, that the mobs in the street were the way they were. Mm-hmm. But you don't, have to, you don't have to wear masks to be a mob. All right, my friend. Very, very, very well put. Very articulate. I appreciate it. Back to KRLA. Howard, Los Angeles, California. Go. Uh, Mark, I was struck by uh, uh, Senator Blumenthal's lame attempt to use the falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus, uh, uh, saying that if you are false in one part of your testimony, uh, you shouldn't be, be... Well, I wouldn't be so quick to disagree, because in his own case, he lied about his service in Vietnam. He never set foot in Vietnam. So if he lied about that, then hence he lies about everything. Yes, that's the point I was going to make. I didn't know that. I yes, apologize. Mark, Go ahead. I told your, your, your he didn't tell me. He didn't, didn't tell me, did you, Mr. Coles? No, no. We're just of the same mind here. Yes, I, I, uh, I told him uh, uh, that, and that, it, it, you know, I was, I was not surprised that Kavanaugh didn't take him on on that, but I was a little bit disappointed that one of the Republican senators didn't chime in on that. And I'll tell you, I was a little disappointed, but not very much, that one of the Republican senators didn't say, you keep bringing up the FBI, FBI, we should go to the FBI. How come none of you asked Dr. Ford why she hasn't gone to the Montgomery County Police Department, which actually would handle a matter like this? How come how come you didn't ask her that? Yep, exactly. Uh, I'm of a like mind with you, you on Mark, uh, on many things. And like you, I've met you several times at the Reagan Library. One thing that keeps me here, or I'm a practicing lawyer here in Los Angeles, that like you, I have two... beautiful grandchildren mm-hmm. in california and that's frankly why we're staying well i think mine are going to be leaving soon i'm not 100 percent sure my son my daughter son-in-law grandchildren i don't know but i will always love certain areas of california i remember when the state wasn't ruled by the left-wing commie kooks uh the reagan library is a spectacular place and we will be back there when my next book comes out We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighter, emergency personnel. Thank you. Wonderful callers. Wonderful audience. I am very, very blessed. We'll be here tomorrow. Don't miss it. We have a huge guest tomorrow, by the way. See you then.